This was recorded during the Yushikan block party that took place February 2021. Yeah, Kendall, tell me, have you have you heard anything about uh, this novel by Dafid Abhugh and Brad Linaweaver uh, called Doom, Knee Deep in the Dead? No. <laughs> That's it. No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at this point now where with everything else you've shown me with all these books that you find, I'm not sure if I want to. So have you uh, have you ever played Doom, Doom One, Kendall, uh, episode one of Doom One? I have I have watched you play it, and I have enjoyed my experiences with Doom. But the first Doom I ever played was uh, the one for I want to say it's like Doom Three. I want to I want to correct you. You haven't seen me play Doom One. Because that was the episode of the Doom 64 stream for OkashiCon. Oh, you were super late. Shit. And I had to yeah. like throw some together. And then you showed up and you were like, what the biz? And I kept on dying. You were like, what's wrong? And I just snapped at you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. I, I, I didn't. I, yeah. <laughs> I did so good trying to throw together delicious content for the few people I have. Oh, it was great. It was good times. <laughs> All right, so... I you called it delicious, and my brain just went, <laughs> So, back in the day, the big thing that you would do with a media property that was successful was you would make novels. Yeah, novelizations, spin-offs. Novelizations. That was the thing. And uh, the quickest and easiest way to do any sort of novelization or or collection of of novels was to hire someone to write the novels for you. Yeah. So this guy Defeat Abhug and Brad Lena Weaver somehow got the rights or somehow were hired to write Doom novelizations by oh. uh, Pelican, I think, got the rights to the novels. Um, and there, there is no story in Doom 1 besides, like, the little intro blurb you get in the manual. So okay. all of this had to be concocted out of thin air. And apparently, apparently, if you play the game, you can come up with a story. I get. I guess that's where I want to take this. I guess where I want to take it well, is if on. you, if you play the game, you could make up a story about your experience with the game. Okay. I'm so used I, I, to just going the other direction where it's like I read a book that now I want to make a video game out of points to all of the Lord of the Rings video games <laughs> and this, this is apparently I've played a relatively fast paced uh, first person shooter game that offers no real substance, like substance other than shoot demon real good and I have decided that from this I can glean uh, a great and mighty tale to tell is that what's happening here yes and I'm letting everyone on the contest board know that it is technically a hint okay good 
It is technically a hint for the modifier for the RPG horrible, design contest. But, uh, Movie night tonight will not, but, but th- this is. All right, so, and, and it's not a game with a story that you play through and then adapt. There is no story in Doom 1 in any of it. So yeah. I don't think Defeat could play the game. I think he had Brad play it, and that's why Brad is the co-author. Because <laughs> oh. I think Brad played it. And Defeat watched over his shoulder and then wrote a story. So he died, like, on one level. And so in the story itself, it has a, like, warp to the beginning of the level thing as oh. a part of the story. Because he died oh. in the game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so what do you know I, of the story honestly, of, like of this... Doom 1? Tell me, pitch me the story of Doom 1 as you know it. Uh, <laughs> um, you're, you have, you're a soldier mm-hmm. and you're doing in soldier space. in space. You're a soldier in space and people have opened a portal to hell accident. Right. Got, got to shoot demon good. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. <laughs> that, that's the story. Uh, you're you're on uh, you're on Phobos. The UAC opens up a portal to hell. Demons come through. Done. Th- that's it. That that's the story. Yeah, shoot, All right. Shoot, shoot demon good. So here we go. We're gonna do two chapters. I want to get your take on it. All right. Now before before we start, I also want you to know. Right. I, I also want to know what do you think is the next thing that happens, like not in this novel, but in the sequel novel, like what direction does it go? Um, Cause he does get to earth. So what direction does it take with the getting to earth? If it's like any of the other wackadoodle like books in the same vein. Um, correct. It's a post-apocalyptic, Mormon story. You are correct. That is exactly right. It is a post-apocalyptic sci-fi Mormon tale. I how did how did you know? How did you know? You know what the worst part is I was gonna say they return to Earth and find that it's been taken over by uh, uh, by apes that have evolved to worship at in the Church of the Latter Day Saints. So. <laughs> I wasn't close. entirely off. Like, close, and and it it's oddly very aware of the Mormon faith, to the point that I feel like there was a different idea for a different series, and he couldn't get it to actually work out as a novel series. So he just went, you know what? Close enough. Just popped it in there. All right, so. I don't want, I don't want uh, the phrase popped it in there when it refers to <laughs> fucking travesty. But yeah, the, it, 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 it's possibly a, a polygamy sect from what I from what I read. Like there's actual like Mormon polygamy in the oh, later okay, novels. Then. Sure. So so it's that's just right. another yeah. it's just another sister wife. Just pop it in. Boop. Right there. Oh just an addition to the team. Addition to the RPG party team. Just Boop, right there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have trouble getting through the second one because the first one is the best in the series. Oh no! <laughs> the second one God. like tries to trade in between uh, narrators, but it trades like every fifth chapter, so it's just jarring, oh. and that's okay. what turns me off. But but this first one is really good. It has one narrator. All right, so the one narrator is a uh, Fly Taggart. And uh, oh. it's very important to understand that Fly Taggart is a man's man. So let me let me up my brightness here, all the way to max. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna read a prologue, and we're gonna read uh, chapter one, and then we'll just go from there. If we got the energy to do another, we'll do another. But <laughs> no, so technically. His name is either B.J. Blaskowitz III, or he's referred to as Doom Guy, but he's canonically known as the Doom Slayer by the demons. So, uh, 
<laughs> there you go. Also, uh, yeah, the the fact that it becomes a Mormon tale is quite interesting, considering the fact that B.J. Blaskowicz is canonically Jewish, going up against demons. Like that's that's the big thing because it's supposed to be connected to uh, Wolfenstein yeah. loosely. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I wish I had alcohol right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally given the gift of a giant freaking flask. Why haven't I filled it? Why haven't I? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, so I have read the, I've read the first Halo novel because someone's asking, have we read any of the Halo novels? Yeah. I read the first one, The Fall of Reach. Uh, I was a kid. It was pretty good. Uh, I am planning on reading them and at some point maybe featuring them here. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about the Forerunner saga. So that's the one I'm most excited to read. So that's like classic hard sci-fi. Like it's that good Dune shit, you know. But uh, oh, Fall of Reach ain't bad. Between this and Fall of Reach, Fall of Reach is a Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> this, this is Doom knee deep in the dead. It doesn't get any higher than that on the scale. All right, here we go. Uh, before the beginning, who it's a prologue chapter. Nope, I'm already done. I'm already done. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, start no, in media no, res. No, That's like the done. best you can ask for. Right. Already done. I'm already done. <laughs> Let's at least try the first sentence. All right. Uh, it's the most Kerf- pretentious bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> Kerfiri Stan is about as close as you can come to hell on earth. I I said it. A moment ago, <laughs> I'm like, now I'm already done. I'm already... <laughs> you are, you are like eight, eight words in. And I'm done. <laughs> I say that with authority. I've spent the last eighteen months doing a tour here, trying to keep the Kafiri's People's Liberation Army, who called themselves the Scythe of Glory, from the throats of the righteous Karastidi. Crustisi, Sti, Sti, This is fake words. Who have the backing of the Azeri transplants, another fake word, from the South, who want to keep their enclaves, who are fighting a dirty war against communist Cuba and Peruvian mirrors. Jeez, you get the picture. Huh? You go fight your dirty war. Jeez, you get the picture. It's a snarled sky and of a million bloody threads up here at the top of the world. The northern extension of the Karakoram Range between Afghanistan and Samarkand, Uzbekistan. We just punched through the craggy pass pleasantly known as the Tornheimen. That's a real word in this, by the way. That's, that's in quotes. So this character has oh quoted someone else God. in this fictional text, oh and they decided God. that that's what they were oh. called. Oh, no. <laughs> we just punched through the craggy pass, pleasantly known as what I just said in the local tongue, and come across the small Muslim city of Pik Nizganj, perched on a mountain peak of oh, 2,200 no. meters. Oh, I stare. so done. <laughs> I stared in horror at even 18 months of picking up after the scythe of glory and their shiny path buddies didn't prepare me for what was left of Pikniz Ganji. It was a Bosch canvas, severed limbs and hollowed out trunks, eaten out by animals. I pray. I'm just going to join Happy Science. I'm just going to join Happy Science, man. I'm just done. <laughs> Planted through the fields like stalks of corn. Painting doors and walls like the first Passover. Said it was oh, human blood, not lamb's blood. My God, Corporal Flynn Taggart, Fox Company, 15th Light Infantry, dropped the regiment, United States Marine Corps, 888-239912. Everyone calls me Fly, except when they're pissed. Give you a moment. Uh, I'm just, I, uh, I was... 
we're we're a page in. I'm literally <laughs> sitting here with my head just like shaking like what's happening. But I'm like <laughs> I need a Xanax. I just need to calm down. Like Usually like, it's not like this. Usually you get at least a paragraph. I, it's so like sentence one was just like how bad can I write this? Sentence one. Done. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Everything after that sentence is just making it worse. Like, that's not even, like, how do we start a book at zero? That's what this person asked. No, the book like, started at zero, and you were like, that's zero. And then they went lower, and you went, how? Yeah. How? <laughs> how, and why, and when? I'm literally sitting here just like, Everything that like adds to its worsening just makes me go like, "Stop! No, please! You're so, you're you're ruining literature. What are you doing? Stop! You have to stop." So it's this. just it's just been a succession of ground zeros, yeah, of, like rock bottoms. It's like getting to rock bottom and then realizing you have a little bit further to jump. Do you and think then, it's gonna? Do you think it's gonna get worse if I say the next sentence? I oh, <laughs> I don't know what the next sentence is, so I don't know. But uh, I I feel I feel we are going to be much further than knee deep in the dead by the end of this. <laughs> I don't even know, man. I can't. And the worst part is, is that it's so bad that the only way for me to fight it is to laugh. And so I'm trying to sit here and like not just giggle through everything that you say. <laughs> like, just okay. so I'm like I'm in this weird emotional place right now. <laughs> All right, so here we go. You ready? Hold okay. on to your butt. Fox okay. crept through the town, hell shocked, trying without much success to count body parts and make a reasonable KIA guess. Fog or an evil cloud rolled across the mountaintop. Shrouding the sprightly red decoration and muffling our footsteps. It was like we walked along a cotton corridor, tripping over gruesome reminders that war, especially the fiery lit hatred of one tribe for another, throws men back into a pre-bronze, pre-agriculture savagery. I wondered how many victims were killed by the victor's bare hands. Something moved in the mist. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot of that. You're gonna hear a lot of that. I'm just gonna warn everyone. You're gonna hear a lot of me just exacerbatedly slightly moaning and just just oh. dying inside with, at every turn. You're gonna hear a lot of it, people. I'm sorry. God, I can't. Mm. A shadow, a shape, nothing more. Gunnery Sergeant Goforth froze us with a slight hiss. Oh, okay, okay, that makes more sense. So, according to uh, one of our one of our listeners, uh, looking up the author, he was born David Friedman, but made up the name David Cube. That was legal name Welsh for yeah. David, son of Hugh. Okay, well, yeah. that makes more sense, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, all right. I, I yeah, all right. Jade stopped next to me. He touched my arm, silently pointing to left and right. I saw immediately, whatever the shapes were, they surrounded us from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. We might be able to retreat, but we couldn't flank. I watched the gunny, Arlene Sanders, was whispering something in his ear. She was our scout, the lightest of the light drop. PFC Sanders could fade into the night. So not even a werewolf could sniff her out. My best buddy. She's joking right now. She might have been more once. We had, no, we were birdies. We didn't talk about that night. Anyway, she had died. And I don't separate bookends. Arlene backed away, backed past me, throwing me a wink. She vanished. She would swing in a wide arc, ease around behind the still moving shades, and report back to the lieutenant and gonna go forth via secure line i'd find out soon enough i had moved 
neither had the rest of us. I could barely hear Bill's breathing next to me and couldn't hear Dodd or Sheil at all. If we were lucky, maybe the dinks wouldn't even know we were here. They'd just pat wow. right on by. Wow. Then yeah. Lieutenant Beasel Bub came running up demanding, what the hell is going on? In his normal speaking voice, an irritated whine. Of course, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, the lieutenant's name was that's... Weems, actually. Uh, oh, okay. Sly just calls him Beezlebub because he's a fat, sweaty heathen always surrounded by a swarm of gnats. Oh. They like the oh. taste of perspiration. Of course, yeah. No, it makes total <laughs> sense. Makes, yeah, makes total sense. The dinks froze sure. as suddenly as we had. No longer moving, they vanished into the swirling gray. We had just lost whatever surprise we had. Lost our best chance to get out of this encounter without a shot fired. And all because of Buffoon, who had been a first lieutenant for three years now. Couldn't figure out it was a Medusa drill. Okay. <laughs> One of them moved. Then another. They moved singly here and there. And we no longer had a clue where the mass of them was. Weems began to panic. We'd all seen it before. Uh, aren't we going to take them out? He asked Goforth, who was frantically putting his finger to his lips. S somebody should take them out! Goforth put his hand to his ear. He was listening to Arlene's report, trying to stifle the lieutenant with the other hand. But Weems saw a ghost to his left, a specter to his right. We were surrounded. In Weems' mind, I used the term loosely. There were... They were Native Americans. We were oh, the American wow. government. And he was wow. American government commander from the time. Wow. Oh, boy. Actually, I can say that that's not a slur, Custer. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Arr. Ooh. All right. Yep. All right. So this is this is this our is conflict for this prequel. Look, uh, honestly, for a prequel, there's a lot of action going on here. There's like, you know, they're sneaking in the desert, running into some some guys who might intend to murder them, and, and their presence is alerted to by a very sweaty boy yelling. I mean, there's a lot out. You can't say that nothing's happening. I mean, nothing good. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. Yeah, fair. Fair. Let's, uh, let's... The lieutenant isn't going to stand for this, snapped the lieutenant. Go for it. Take out those soldiers. Oh. The gunny broke his own drill. Sir, we don't even know who they are. Sanders says they're wearing robes and hoods. Sight the glory, said Weems, again raising his voice. N no, sir, just robed men. Gunny, I gave you an order. Now take down those men. Arlene flashed past me again. What the hell's going on, she hissed. Weems Enough. wants us to take him down. Fly, they're monks. You gotta stop the crazy son of a bitch. I was a second-ranking non-com. Goforth would listen to me, I thought. I hunched over and jogged to the gunnery sergeant. Gunny, Arlene says they're monks. Taggart, right? Said Weems, as if bumping into me at an oyster-shucking party. Sir, they're you, monks. Are you actually... Wait. Those are the, words. Is that the actual sentence? Yes. I... Uh, I... Uh, I <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Got it. Let me pull it. Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah. All right, and two, uh, and for it, uh, ninja hell, the board, and post. Oh. There, there, proof. <laughs> 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 I oh wow it's right there oh wow okay <laughs> sure 
you know, most of the inland population doesn't understand that reference, but all right, cool. <laughs> Sir, they're just monks. Do you know that for sure? Does anyone know that for sure? Sanders said, Sanders said, Sanders says, does Sanders have to deal with Colonel Brinkle every week? Sir, began the gunny, I think we should recon the group before we open fire. Weems looked him in the face, shaking in fury. As long as I'm giving the orders here, Marine, you'll obey him. Now take down those men! Monks. Freaking monks. I snapped. Maybe it was the bodies or the body parts, the mountain air, thin oxygen. A gut full of weems, Arlene's frightened, incredulous stare, the way Goforce's jaw set. And he turned to give the order. A 20-year man, he wasn't going to throw it away over a bunch of lousy religious dinks. But suddenly, it occurred to me that if weems were lying face down in the deep muddy, he wouldn't be given no orders. Then we could let the damn monks disappear and nobody would be the loser. Excuse me, sir, I said, tapping the Louis on the shoulder. He turned and I georged him. Georged? Georged? Taking another photo. Georged? Taking another photo. George. Taking another uh, photo. I'm going to send is, it. What is send George? it to what is, what is, what is being George? We're reading Joe deep in the dead. What is, what is All right. Precious. <laughs> what is being George? <laughs> He turned and I charged him. Full body swing came out of oh. Orlando where I grew up. Picked up speed over Paris Island, hooked in at Curfifi Stand, and turned off the lights of Mount Lieutenant Weems in Picknigskanji. Alas, they only flickered. Power was restored. Dork didn't have a glass jaw. Have to give him that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, allow me to explain. Can someone please type to Spizzy and explain? <laughs> 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 I mean, fair, but there's more context we could get. I, uh, I um, hold on, hold on. Um, okay, I, just can you can someone please type and explain the context? I'm sure Spitzy's confused. <laughs> While you type it, Space Marines. <laughs> that's, that's really that's, that, really, that's all you have to say yeah it. no that's that's oh, perfect yeah that's right there it. right it's there done. that explains that, everything that image with that sub, sub, sub i title. guess uh, i george foreman could make sense yeah i guess i georged him it's like, <laughs> was that a thing people said in the 90s? I don't know. <laughs> I spent most of it out of the country. <laughs> I charged him. I yeah, you know, it just got up right in his face, and I gave I him a good old Teddy Bridgewater right in the mouth. It's like, I should. <laughs> I, I just got up right in his face. I gave him a piece of my mind. And then I just Georged him right in the mouth. It's like, it's, <laughs> you better watch out. I'm going to George you. And it turns out Georging is actually grilling you in such a way that the fat bleeds off, making a more healthy cut of meat. Oh, I thought it just meant like <laughs> a gentle kiss to. <laughs> Man, you better watch out. I'm, I'm going to mercury him right, right in the face. And what does that mean? I'm going to write a song about his face and – how upset I am. <laughs> or maybe it's like, you know, something you do at a bar when you're trying to pick up a chick or something. And just like, yo, hey, girl. Want to go, go get Georged? Hey, bartender. Like, make, you, uh, make a George for me and the Missy. For me and the Missy. <laughs> or, or that scene from country western films where it's just like, bartender, George me. And he just slams his hand down. <laughs> George on the rocks. George on the rocks. <laughs> I think that's the name of the episode. George, George on the rocks, yeah. <laughs> it's like Madonna of the rocks, George of the rocks. Thank you, DT Lee. That, that's the closest I've gotten to understanding that passage. Yeah. I read this book like a month and a half ago, and I had no idea what that was supposed to mean. 
It's the first time I've ever heard it. <laughs> I and I charged him. It's just like you did what? Like, what is this? Your I gave him a good old David right across the lips. <laughs> I gave him a good old David right across the lips, and then I turned around and just Goliath him. <laughs> I picked up my foot and I made sure he got a good old Christopher right in the ass. <laughs> I think this just got to be a thing. You got to find a way to use your name as like a, a physical action. <laughs> I prepared a pool body check and I let him have a Kindle right in the chest. <laughs> that sounds just a little dirty like that. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. There you go. Somehow using my name, it's like, ugh, I don't want to get kindled. Like that's <laughs> no, no. There could be some people who generally like, yeah. Yeah, kindle me, kindle me all night long. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. Oh my god. I'm losing it, man. I'm fucking losing it. I can't. There's this one minute left in this chapter, according this to my Kendall Oasis, all right? Got to make it just a little bit longer. book is literally going to be the death of me, man. I swear. Weems sprawled messily in the mud, and a couple of the boys were on me like monkeys on a tree. God damn it. Are you? Oh. <laughs> okay, Check the George page. It's literally the paragraph after. I, I didn't read past. I was. I joined him. I didn't. I didn't read past that. I didn't look at it. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to believe that there was more. I just. Weems, uh, Weems flopped for a bit like a giant spider. Then he found his hands and knees. He glared at me for a moment. An evil smile cack, crackling in his face. Later, he said. Oh, then, he no. back, then he turned back to go forth. That don't mean crap, gunnery sergeant. Now take down those men, or you gonna frag me instead. <laughs> go forth looked at me, looked at Weems, looked at the ground. Then he clicked his M92 to rock and roll and quietly said, Fox, take down those men. I closed my eyes, listening to the powder hiss. Bullets crack, the metal clang of receivers slam it back at home. The screams of the dying, the shouts of the victors. I smelled the smoke from the smokeless powder, the primer fresh blood. I'm in hell. I remember thinking, I'm in hell. We mopped up the enemy troops in record time. Strange thing, none of them shot back. Fact, oh. no weapons were found. Just 53 men ranging from preteen to 70 or 80, wearing brown robes and hoods, shaved heads, a couple carrying prayer sticks. The boys wouldn't get off my back. Weems wouldn't even walk around where I could see him, the murdering bastard, while he formally charged me, and I opted for a formal court-martial instead of the captain's mast. Of course. Jesus and Mary, somebody should put a bullet in his brain. I could taste the trigger. I didn't know how I'd ever be going to be more shriven if I couldn't feel remorse. I don't. That's the prequel chapter. I don't That's think, the prelude. I don't think this writer feels any remorse for this. <laughs> for this. I can't even call it a book. I can't even call it a book. It is technically a novel. Oh, oh, good. And there's technically four of them. That's just terrible. So, uh, who who is your favorite character so far? Uh, I guess the guy who's going around Georgian people. I don't. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know his name. I can't. Ow! Remember. I got Mountain Dew up my nose. You jerk. <laughs> Ow. You got George. That's what it is. That's I got George. I got George. Yeah. <laughs> we figured yeah. it out. That's what we do. That's what it is. There it is. <laughs> oh my God. I've been saving this one since I'm doing all those Doom demos like every every few months. 
you know, or go go through Doom sixty four. Next one's Doom Zero, and then you're gonna do Doom three. Like, might as well hit these Doom novels. <laughs> All right. I hope I hope you're ready. We're finally to the part that the game covers. That that was wholly original. Oh, right. That makes it all better. Original. That makes it all better. Oh, yeah. The Lex Luthor (laughs) reference. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was a good moment in that Arag demo. We had we had Agent uh, Agent Rush playing. Yeah. And, And she went before me and I said, man, you know. Talk about dirt cookies. I remember you talking about how you wanted to make 40 of them. You wanted to steal them from some school kids. Oh, no. Basically, what I'm saying is you're the female version of Lex Luthor, and that's just terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Golden. Golden. I think that's the best one I'm I'm ever going to (laughs) do. Yeah, that's kind of a pretty good one. (laughs) It's the only ROG demo I've ever won. Uh, and, And even then, like, it's the only one that wasn't a complete blowout where I totally bombed. <laughs> uh, hey, ninjahell.h.io slash Irag. Yeah, go check it out. Yeah. It cool. All right. Let's do chapter one and then we'll call this episode quits and watch some cold anime or something. I don't Please. Know. I'm going <laughs> to actually die. I'm gonna- this I, is going to be the death of me. I didn't miss Earth, but I sure as hell hated Mars. Sitting <laughs> in a dingy mess hall on Phobos, one of two tiny Martian moons, seemed like a nice compromise. Ordinarily, the CO, Major Boyd, would have handed me over to the Jaggies for trial. But the day after Weems gave the fateful order that brought him a mouthful of fist from yours truly, capital Y, capital T, the 15th received orders to answer a distress call from Phobos. Fox Company was due to rotate back to the world anyway. Boyd decided to mail us to Mars. Okay. I gotta, gotta have a drink. Your thoughts? Uh, th- this at least feels like an attempt. <laughs> and that is possibly the best praise that I am physically capable of giving it at the moment. They poured me onto the transport along with the rest of Fox. Plenty of time to fry my butt after we figured out what the hell was up with the UAC miners were squawking about this time. Sure. The core, the core, all oh, glory to the core. I don't think you know what the Marine Corps truly means to me. It has a bit to do with my father. No, he was not a Marine. God, no. Maybe something to do with growing up in Orlando, Florida, and Los Angeles. Seeing first the Airstots, Hollywood Boulevard of Universal Studios East, then the Evonia real thing out west. Glitter and tinsel, but what was real? Please, for the love of God, tell me this isn't what's real. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in my life rang as hollow as the boulevard until I found my core in the core. So that's C-O-R-E in the C-O-R-P-S. Oh, look. It does work. He knows words. Yeah. (laughs) Honor wasn't just something you did to credit cards. A lie wasn't called spin control. And spin was something you could only put on a cue ball. Yeah, right. You think you know more about it than I? I know it was all Yes, even in the core. I know the service was riddled up and down with lion sacks and dung. Like everything else, there is no cause so noble it will not attract thug heads. One of those sci-fi writers Arlene was always shoving at me, David Niven or something. But god damn it. At least we say the word honor without laughing. At least we have a code. I will not lie, cheat, or steal, nor tolerate those among us who do. Even if individuals don't always live up to it, at least it's there to reach for, even if our grasp fails and falls short. At least decency has a legal definition right there in the universal code of military justice. At least respect means more than leaving the other guys graffiti alone. At least we have to do more crap by 6 a.m. than most of you civilians do all day. At least the core is the core. Semper Fidelis, damn it, we do know who we are and what we are to you. I was waiting for, like, the vein in your head to just 
burst while you were reading that. Did I do a good job with that? that you did. That you did a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. I was uh, the whole time. I was like, I was trying to like desperately disassociate with what you were reading, but the way you were reading it, I was sitting there going, "Man, he's doing really good." I can feel that that pressure building in his forehead vein. I wonder if it's going to pop halfway through. I, I will say, I will say, I the monologues from Fly are actually the best part of the book. Because yeah. they do that whenever they happen, and they, they happen a handful of times. Yeah. Arlene never saw it the way I did. Hell no, no one did. I was a majority of one. Oh, okay. But you can't understand me unless you understand this much. There is a place in the world where decent men walk the streets, where water flows uphill, where miracles happen behind enemy lines, and without ear support, where a guy, boy, or girl... We'll stand on the wall that divides you people for the barbarians at the gate. Take a bullet and shoot back at the son of a bitch. What fired it? Unless you've been there, you'll never that know. Was, that was one hell of a sentence. <laughs> I want to take you there. Okay. The long trip to Mars was dull and the little voice in the back of my head. Had plenty of time to ask whether I would do anything different if given the chance. I had to honestly say no. Funny thing is, I always hoped I'd go to space one day, but not like this. My idea was to be on a deep space exploratory ship, pushing out beyond the bounds of the known solar system. But when I scored only a 60 on the Mill Space app, the chances of me receiving a deep space assignment ranged somewhere between infinitesimal and forget it. The big surprise was that one right uppercut to the concrete jaw of Lieutenant Weems opened my pathway to the stars. Not only would I do it over again, I'd still enjoy it. I stared at the two men whose job was to guard me, and I had a strange feeling of unreality. Want some coffee? One of them asked with something that sounded like actual concern. His thin face reminded me of one of the monks. Yeah, uh, I said. Black, if you don't mind. He smiled. We'd run out of cream back in Kerfifistan, and when we hopped in the Phobos, the supply situation was no problem. I know I messed that up, all right? I don't know. It's just like... Kerfifistan is what we it's supposed out. to be, but it's it's really hard to do it in that accent. We ran out of cream back in Kerfifistan. It's just like, what? <laughs> That's not a sentence. That Those aren't words. Those aren't we clubber langed out of cream back at her fairy stand. God dang it. Oh, no. Unfortunately, we couldn't Mike Tyson any more cream until the next week. <laughs> I'm going to die by the end of this. I'm going to have like a joy heart attack and just die. The guard's name was Ron. The other guard's name was Ron, too. I called him Ron, too. But he didn't seem to find the humor in it. We didn't talk <laughs> much. It seemed a little insulting only having two Marines protecting such a dangerous type as capital Y, yours, capital T, truly. But the other men were busy figuring out what had gone wrong on Phobos. After we upshipped to Mars base, we sat for a solid day, trying to find out why the UAC miners on Phobos had sent a distress call and why they didn't answer now. In the Marines, you spend an eternity so bored you'd look forward to your own court-martial as a break of the tedium. Then an unexpected danger with huge, jagged edges comes rolling over all the set routines, a reminder that the universe is a dangerous place. Uh, okay. The last message we received from Phobos was... Things coming through the gate. When something that serious hits the fan, boredom is returned to its proper place as a luxury. The court-martial of a corporal was deemed less important than a potential threat to Mars, and not important at all compared to an immediate threat to the profits of the Union Aerospace Corporation. Sure. With a ringing cry of, sounds like they're smoking something up there, Lieutenant Weems boldly led his men into the transport. At first, I thought I'd left behind on Mars base. Oh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. At first, I thought I'd be left behind on Mars base, but either Weems thought I might prove useful to have along, or else he just didn't want a loose end. I volunteered to go along. Sometimes I'm not very bright. Seems Major Boyd like did his... 
Seems like most of the time. <laughs> Major Boyd did his best to brief us by video feed under the obvious handicap of complete ignorance. We made the best of it. We were issued pressure suits in case we had to leave the immediate vicinity of the gate. You couldn't stay very long outside the pressure zone. you get mighty cold, mighty fast. But at least the suits gave you a fighting chance to get to a ship or a zone before you were sucking vacuum. I was pleased to be issued a suit. I was less pleased that Wings didn't issue me a weapon. Oh, okay. <laughs> While I contemplated the lethal use of common household articles, PFC Rod 2, TWO, brought the promised cup of coffee. Tasted bad enough to be a strategic weapon of deterrence. The expression on the guard suggested that he might have sampled it before passing it to me. But maybe he was just plain scared of the situation. I couldn't really blame him. Oh, a word on these gates on Phobos and Deimos, the two moons of Mars. You've probably heard about the gates, even though officially it's a secret. They were here when we first landed on Mars. It was a hell of a shock discovering somebody or something had beaten us by a million years to our own closest neighbor. It was long before I joined up, of course, but I can only imagine the panic at the Pentagon when we found ancient, holy artificial structures on Phobos, despite the complete lack of any form of life on Mars. All right. It's hard to keep up. I got to stop every now and then for a breath. Yeah. It was pretty clear they'd been placed there by some alien intelligence. But what? All my adult life, I'd heard speculation, all the usual UFO culprits, reticulans, men in black, ancient Martians. That was the most popular theory, despite not working at all. There was no native life on Mars, but tried to tell that to generations raised on Martian walkabout, rag, rat gash of Mars, and Mars arise. Me, I figured it was a race of alien anthropologists. They got here, said, hmm, not quite ready yet, and left a helipad in case they decided to return, which they might do tomorrow or 100,000 years from now. Somebody decided to call them Gates, even though they just sat there doing nothing for as long as we've known anything about them. But surrounding them was a zone of about half-Earth normal gravitation on a moon whose normal gravity was just this side of zero. In addition to the big inert gates, there were also small pads scattered here and there that instantly transported a person from point A to point B within the area, evidently without harm. Teleports, if you will. I'd heard about them, but never seen one. Damned if you'd ever get me into one either. When the United Aerospace Corporation bribed enough congressmen for the exclusive contract to mine Phobos and Deimos, they built their facilities around the gates, taking advantage of the artificial gravity, except for those parts of the operation that wanted low gravity, which they built outside the pressure zones. After the big reorganization, the Corps got the task of guarding the gates. Well, it looked as though the, to the pressure zone. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, it looked as though the big gates weren't quite so inert as we thought. Once we landed off Phobos, the gunny dropped me and my two guards at the abandoned airbase depot in the western pressure zone, anti spinwards, and took the rest of Fox Company on to the UAC facilities, weems in tow to establish contact and secure the situation. All my friends went with Weems, leaving me with the two Rons for company. Cool. Take a, take a sip. Is this chapter better or worse than the previous? It's it's better. I'm not feeling like I'm dying inside. I think I think the monologue really helped. Honestly, yeah. like it sells it. It it legitimately feels doomy now. A little bit, yeah. Oh. The Phobos facility is built like a gigantic underground core extending many hundreds of meters into the rock. There are a bunch of levels. I'm not even sure how many. Eight, nine, whole thing is built in the center of the solar system's largest strip mine, which Eight, would be terrible five, for the Phobos five, ecology. Five. Except Phobos doesn't have an ecology, of course. It's an airless moon of ice and rock. You're an airless moon. <laughs> They've just been georging it for all its minerals. Oh, my God. <laughs> the facility yeah. was on the opposite hemisphere of the base. Big deal. The entire moon was only about 25 kilometers in diameter. You could walk from one pole to the other. Except most of it was disturbingly close to zero G outside of the pressure zones. We had the radio on in the mess hall and were periodically picking up messages from Weems Weasels. 
Oh. We'd about read about giving up hope of hearing anything for the UAC guys who used to be on Phobos as I sipped the scalding wake-up call. Wondering who I could sue if I burned my tongue, I couldn't help but scrutinize the two Rons. Neither gave the impression of being on top of the situation. They kept glancing at the closed cafeteria doors, at the radio, at each other. They weren't paying much attention to their prisoner. Sure. They were also having the same conversation every 20 minutes or so. It genuinely generally started like this. What do you think's happening? One would ask the other. I was just tired of listening to variations on, I don't know. So I volunteered a theory. Somehow the gates turned on, and whoever built them decided the UAC was trespassing. Maybe they were wiped out. But who, <laughs> but who attacked us? Asked Ron One. Funny, I never thought of the Union Aerospace as part of us. Oh, oh here it is. They said monsters were coming through the gate, said Ron Two, with the same sense of surprise he displayed the other half dozen times. They said things, I corrected. Neither heard me. Things or monsters, I had faith in Arlene and the rest of the guys. Sure. The guards didn't strike me as being overly interested in the subject of high-order physics. They'd reached firm conclusions in the realm of biological sciences, however. They didn't believe in monsters. The truth is that neither did I. Oh. Oh, good. Okay. It's not where the chapter ends. There's still two minutes left. Oh, cool. <laughs> In one respect, I was as bad as the PFCs. There were questions that couldn't be answered yet, but they wouldn't stay out of my mind. Who was the enemy? How would they reach Phobos through the gateways? And most troubling of all, why hadn't Fox found any bodies yet? Major Boyd and even Colonel Brinkle back on Earth would want answers to these questions and a lot more. Suddenly the, ra- suddenly the radio sputtered to life, grabbing our attention, an invisible hand reaching out to choke the breath from us. It was PFC Grayson, out front on recon, reporting to Weems, who was elsewhere in the facility. The young Marine had found a corpse. Weems radioed back to the obvious instructions. ID impossible, sir, reported Grayson, his voice tense. It's in too many places. I, I can positively say that it was a white oh. male. It looks like... Ah, oh, Jesus, sir, it looks like claw marks, and this body's been chewed. Wild beasts? On airless Phobos? Judging by the sickening expressions from Ron and Ron, it was all too evident that neither of these specimens had seen combat. I'd seen my share, and all at once the idea of living long enough to attend my own court-martial seemed very appealing. Wow. that Even That's though. actually a cool line. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. Uh, that line I like. Even five years at even five years at leaving worth looked good. The fact that I didn't have a gun crawled around deep inside my gut like a tapeworm. Right then I decided to remedy the situation. The mistake found a gun. The masticated body parts had been found in the processing plant. We heard weems over the radio issuing orders to converge on the point when a burst of static interfered with reception. And Grayson's voice. Grayson's voice came in again. It was loud and clear. Up until that moment, the universe still made some kind of sense to me. Of all the military scenarios running through my mind, none prepared me for what happened next. Jesus Christ! It's not human! shouted Grayson. Too big! Shaped a wrong humanoid! Red eyes! While Grayson was providing this fragmentary report, he punctuated his description with bursts from his rifle. Before he could become more coherent, we heard an inarticulate roar of animal pain from whatever he was shooting. And then he shouted, I can't put it down! The next scream we heard was fully human. Oh. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, chapter one suddenly goes uh, (laughs) into, now that we've reached the true rock bottom of, you know, the prologue, how can we stay right where we are? And it does a good job at it. <laughs> My whole body went cold. Jesus, Arlene was down there. Keep cool. 
Keep your head. She's a Marine, damn it. One of the Rons looked like he was about to throw up. Okay, I said. This has gone on long enough. We know we're in this together. Give me a gun and let's make some plans. If Arlene was being shot at, god damn it, I intended to shoot back. The honor of the Corps was at stake, not to mention my best buddy's life. The radio was reduced to background noise for the moment as Weems the Weasel tried to control the situation. The nervous looks exchanged between the dynamic duo and the mess hall made me wonder about training that completely destroys initiative. On the brink of death, all the Rons cared about was going by the book, even if that book printed their own obituaries in flaming letters. One finally generated the initiative to say, We can't give you a weapon. I tried again. Staying alive is the objective here. We've all got buddies down here. They don't court-martial the dead. You can't help anyone or defend anything if you're dead. Now give me a piece. If either of them had shown a glimmer of intelligence or guts, I wouldn't have taken the next step, but they insisted on being idiots. Jesus Christ. As the Godfather said, there are men who go through life begging to be killed. And that's, wow. that's, that's chapter one. So, uh, thoughts. Um, you, you seem puzzled. I, I am. Um, but only because I'm having a hard time figuring out uh, how much I, George, how bad this is. Yeah, so typically with Garbo Book Club, you got to like scale it uh, in terms of Garbos. And Garbo means garbage. So the nope. more Garbo something is worth, the worse it is. The less Garbos it is, uh, the better it is. And you can go negative Garbos or positive Garbos. Yeah. Uh, so... I, I want to score each chapter separately, I think, is the only fair way to do it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I get that. That's, yeah. yeah. I think... <coughs> I would give the prologue uh, 300 Garbos. Okay. And I would give chapter one negative 300 Garbos. Uh, because 300% is the total of... 100% kills, 100% items, 100% secrets at the end of a Doom level. Oh, cool. Okay. So you, what you're saying yeah. is that it is the it first is one is, is the perfect storm of terrible. Mm-hmm. And the second one is like enough to bring the score back to zero. Yeah, because it has that It has that monologue. Yeah. I really like. Um, I... How how many Doom games are there in total? Okay, so we have, and I'm not counting like fan made wads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom one, Doom two, uh, Doom sixty four, Doom <coughs> three. Okay. Uh, Doom RPG, Doom RPG two. Um, okay. The Doom Rail Shooter from uh, iOS. And then you have yeah. Doom twenty sixteen. You have uh, Doom Eternal, so that's eight. I want to say there's a ninth. No, it's eight. Yeah, it's eight. Cool, cool. Okay. I'm going to give it... No, wait, no. Final Doom, nine. I'm going to give it nine. Ten. Master levels for Doom 2. I'm going to give it Garbo. Is there any more? (laughs) No, that that is it. I forgot. Those are officially released and sold. All right, cool. I'm going to give it 10 Garbo uh, because that is the number of of Doom games that I will need to play or watch playthroughs of in order to expunge this from my mind. Okay. To, 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 To get myself to believe... In love in, again. In the Doom Slayer again? Oh, okay. In the Doom in, in the and into the Doom Slayer again. Um I I would sure, say, sure you don't want to look up George Foreman's like win loss record. Oh, 
go no, with that. <laughs> not at all. No, I really don't. <laughs> I think I think that first yeah, chapter I, I, is I, really I, saved by that monologue. The I monologue. agree. Yeah, like there is a certain amount of it that is like once he's actually in the character, it's like okay. Ab Hugh is able to bring this certain level of '80s cinema cheese to it. That when he's done trying to like force a story onto the game and allows the game yeah. to tell the story, like it, it works. It works. It doesn't work after this book, but it works in this one. Yeah. Basically, that the whole time. For sure. Except Fly, uh, can't name the characters for shit. Holy shit. Oh. No way. No, no way. What? He was nominated for a Hugo Award and a Nebula Award for a work whose title I will not say. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. What has science done? Yeah, he's a he's a divisive author, I feel. He swings hard from, like, awful to awesome. And there's no oh, stopping boy. when you're in motion. Oh boy, <laughs> I can't even. I can't even anymore. Uh, right? I I have to use George in my everyday life now. Yeah, like we have, have to. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's almost a biological imperative at this point. It George him right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, the context will always change what getting George means. Oh, we have to use that around Cyrus. He's going to be so mad. He doesn't know oh, what that's God, from. Yeah. Stop saying it. Why are you saying getting George? Like... Will you stop? I don't get it. <laughs> that's unfair. He doesn't sound like that. I do a horrible Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, you do. God. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, I just, I, I just went up to that impression. And I just Georged it. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Here we go. <sighs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts before uh, we we end the live episode? I'm scared. There? That, about an hour. I'm scared that if I try to think, I'm, my brain's gonna leak out my nose. Like I'm. I'm, uh, I'm so upset. I was. I was practicing Dim Zero because that's the next one for next week. We yeah. did the Okashikan Demo Doom Orgy or Demo Doom Okashikan. Uh, I, uh, I was playing Doom Zero. It's getting towards like this. So you can split it up into like thirds. Yeah. Episode, no, levels 1 through 10, levels 11 through 20, level 21 through 30. And okay. I got two thirds of the way through and I hit a secret level. And the All secret right. level is like. The first level from Doom 1 and Doom 2, okay. but, like, remixed together, and all of the surfaces are, like, flesh and bone. It was such a cool level. And then I quit because I was doing a quick save only for practice for that run. Yeah. I quick saved over me dying. Oh. I had to start over. I was so mad. Oh. Because I wasn't going to – you can't pistol start that level, man. I'm not good enough for that. And it's just, oh, uh, God. It was rough. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was such a cool level, though. Because if you know where all the secrets are in, in those first levels, like, all the secrets are there again. But they're remixed, so you have to, like, find the – and it looks different because it's all flesh, so you have to, like, find the trigger points again. Uh, so weird. But I liked it. It was a good level. It's an interesting level set. It's it actually has a scary level. Nice. Like from modern Doom. There's even a new enemy type that's kind of interesting. It's basically a lost soul, you know, the flying skull things. Uh, but they're silver looking. They have a, their cry is like a word or something. I, I couldn't make out what it was. And then they spit caco demon fire at you. Oh wow! Okay. And that... When you kill them, they drop bullets. Nice. They were a replacement apparently. When the things <laughs> drop, the things I need to kill them. Well, they were replacements for the Nazis. 
they weren't using Nazis in the level packs. They're just like screw it, new skin. So neat idea. And then it's got a, a I kind of said esque boss fight with the scary thing. <laughs> so I'm I'm interested to see what you think of it because it it feels like Doom Two attempting to embody Doom sixty four. Yeah, well, I'm spent. Yep. All right. Uh, that'll be it for us. We're going to take a break uh, for a little bit before we do movie night. Ninja. Ninja. 